This is The Rest is PR with Lyle Fulton and Jackie Balls. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to The Rest is PR. My name, as it will always be, barring any incident at all, is Lyle Fulton, and I'm joined by the absolutely brilliant Jackie Balls. Jackie, it's the first episode of 2024. So, given the magic of podcasting and recording means that we have not yet, and I'm going to ruin the magic yet further with our listeners, we have not yet <laughs> experienced the New Year's celebrations. Let's put our best performance hats on. Happy New Year. How is your New Year's? How has your week been? Congratulations on making it to 2024. Bring on the rest of the year. How are you doing this fine Wednesday morning? Can you imagine if something awful happened? And <laughs> I'll be listening back to this going, oh my goodness, what did we do? We tempted fate so hard. But how are you doing? Anyway, like regardless, we're, it's Wednesday morning. We're doing a big recording, sort of we're getting everything done in, in time for the festive period. So we're looking forward to 2024. But happy new year to our listeners who are in 2024, given the magic of how time yeah. works when it comes to podcasting. But how are you, Jackie? How are you this fine Wednesday morning? I'm very, very well. I'm get, starting to get more and more more um, excited about 2024, actually, and everything that sort of, as as I said in our podcast, when we were talking about December and holiday season, PR and everything else, it's been ridiculously busy, but ridiculously interesting busy, because there's just so much stuff that's going to be happening in 2024. And, you know, I know you've got plans to talk about all the sort of different tech and stuff like that. Yeah. But we're starting to, you know, real see real green shoots yeah. of stuff that's coming forward. So I'm I'm really feeling very optimistic and positive. And I think as well, I mean, I suppose it's a tale as old as time, isn't it? Everyone always kind of goes, like, for example, my friends and I have made, you know, New Year's plans. And obviously when this has gone out, the New Year's plans will have happened, blah, 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 blah. So we're all being very retroactive. But you kind of cruise through a year or however you go through a year. And it's been a very, very difficult 2023. It was a very, very difficult 2023. And it's a cliche, isn't it, that everyone goes, but 2024 is going to be blah, 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 blah. But it, I agree with you. As this episode goes out and we embark on 2024, I'm really, really excited for, for this year, this year coming up. I think because it's not got much to beat. And I know that sounds really defeatist. And I know it sounds really, really negative, but it's 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 been a pretty, you know, I mean, the year has been tough for a number of different reasons for, for people all over the world. Um, you know, it's been a very, very tough year professionally for lots of people, myself included. You know, everyone's worked very, very hard. There have been some extraordinary highs. But I think you're right. I mean, it's one of those where, for you know, for the first time in a good few years, actually, I'm heading into a new year and going, yeah. Do you know what I mean, there's some really exciting things coming up. The tough years that we've had, not even just 2023, but 2022, and obviously then the COVID kind of era, if you want to call it that, has almost laid the groundwork for what I think is going to be really, really exciting 2024. I mean, it must be really exciting as well. You know, we don't want to give too much away, but you and I have spoken when we've been off air about the fact that the Mozos kind of, as we head into the new year, secured some new work as well and secured some exciting new stuff yeah, coming well, up. Do you know what? It's a really interesting market because the market is down and definitely when a market is down, it's down for service companies like like our own. And it's very interesting to see the length of time it, it takes for you to cultivate new prospects and new clients. And we're kind of a different organization as well. We 
we do all of our business through word of mouth or if I see something that I really want to get involved with or I get really passionate about, something that's in my ballpark, so to speak, that I think I could do some real good work with. Those are the only two ways we work with clients. We don't advertise, we don't do cold calling, we don't do any you know, kind of real marketing. Yeah. Um, we, we just basically hang out where our clients are hanging out if we're going to shows and exhibitions and stuff like that, or I'm speaking at places. So it's just been interesting to see how long it's taken to sort of have prospects and, and new business come to mm. fruition. And, you know, long may that last in terms of our approach to new business. But in, in a down market, I'm hoping that that has been a good, good approach because it has been very tough 2023. We've seen lots of layoffs. We've seen lots of, you know, people making lots of cutbacks. But the market is still strong. And it's a bit like, you know, when you think about business, just the general principles of business, People still will be doing things that they always do. Yeah. They willing. They will still eat. They will still play. They will still transact. Mm. So, you know, you have to be in a place from a business perspective where those those key things are happening. And so and and be able to offer value and to be able to, you know, to really bring something to the table over and above sort of being just a you know, and also ran and everything else. Mm. So it, it's it's a really interesting time. And I think it's about placing yourself, isn't it? Positioning yourself. I and mean, we talk a lot about positioning and strategy. And, you know, obviously we talk a lot about messaging as well. And we have done in the uh, in past 12 months. And obviously our last episode was a rundown of 2023. But as we head into 2024, I suppose, a really great place to start before we do any predictions ourselves about the industry that, you know, the Mozo works in, being PR industry, but also the tech mm. industry, predictions for the podcast as well, which we're really excited to talk about with you listeners as well today. It's important to kind of mention as well, and to almost for the final time in this kind of 12-month period, reiterate mm. that years can change, months can change, periods of time and trends and things can change, but positioning, strategy, preparation always remains the same. And you've got to strike when the iron is hot, but when the iron's cold, make sure you're positioned where you need to be and I think that's what you're saying, isn't it? Is that people will always be doing the same things and will be consuming in the same way as best they can. Fair enough, things will go up and down in terms of like the volume with which people are consuming things. And that's what leads to you know, inflation and sort of all this economic theory. But when you boil it down, people will still be by and large doing the same things and following the same trends. If you're positioned when the iron's cold at a place where you're, you know, more than just getting by, you're still surviving and thriving, doing really, really good work. When the iron's hot, like, for example, on the advent of a new year, when excitement builds and people are very, very optimistic, you are in the best position to then go, right, here we go. New business, new opportunities, exciting times. Let's build on this. Let's grow. And I imagine, mm. I don't just imagine, I know for a fact that's that's what we're doing at Demosa, and that's what we're doing the podcast as well. Do you know what I mean? The podcast is going to go from strength to strength. We've already had people coming to us via email and messaging us saying, 2024, I want to be on the pod. The pod's been, you know, sort of doing amazing things. And I suppose, yeah, so that's just a point I'd love to sort of emphasize and reiterate because it's kind of becoming a bit of our thing, isn't it? Preparation, planning, strategy, yeah. you know. And do you know what? A, a lot of the time when I give people advice, I think, oh, I should be doing that myself a little bit more. Mm. But there's one thing that I do believe in so wholeheartedly is having a plan. Yeah. 
having a plan for what you want to do and thinking out what you want to achieve. And that applies to all sorts of things. So, for example, when I'm working with people on their personal development, Mm. I work with them to think about what they want to change, what they want to improve, and then planning for that, setting objectives against that plan. I was talking to one of our demosoers yesterday. I won't say who because they'll get embarrassed. But <laughs> you know, we were talking about what they want to achieve, how they want to, you know, and I said, how are we going to manage, how are we going to measure that? How are we going to actually see that, you know, where we are here now as a start point and what you want to achieve in terms of your personal growth? And so we, between the two of us, came up with a few things that that person could do, which are quite challenging to that person to really push them to achieve what they want to do on a personal level. And so that's a plan, you know, and we do that with with everybody, but we also do it with business. And so last year, my plan was very much to have us positioned where we are right now at the forefront of technology and my long-term plan for that is that you will see technology as it is right now. Everybody's talking about AI. Everybody's talking about machine learning. You know, these are things that are being bandied around and everybody thinks that AI is chat GPT. Chat GPT is not AI. Chat GPT is a big language model, but people will start to understand what AI is, what generative AI is, what machine learning is, what language models are. Now, what we do at Demoso is we sit, hopefully, at the sort of cusp of that big next wave of technology. And this is something, you know, I'm no kind of soothsayer. I can't necessarily see into the future. But what I have got is a bit of experience Mm. of seeing what has come before. So I was there, you know, literally before we had machines that ran Windows. I was there, you know, working with dumb terminals, that ran off mini uh, mini mainframe computers. I was there when when Windows first came out. I knew the guys who set up the first Microsoft in 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 the UK. Seven okay. people. So I've seen how sort of new waves of technology come and how they affect the way we live. And I was there also when the first e-commerce happened. When the first you know websites were came out. When internet first came about. And I'm now happy to say and really excited to say I'm there at the, you know, the forefront of tech right now when all of these new things are coming out that are going to change everybody's lives, not yeah. just the life of a person in communications. Yeah. So the way I want to position Demoso is to be right there, learning about everything that's happening and being able to understand that from a communications point of view and also to be able to understand how we can you know, create great common strategies for our clients hmm. moving forward. You're great at, you know, again, this is not just because you're here. And I, I know I always say that phrase. It's not just because you're on the podcast. It's not because I'm talking live. to you. Uh, <laughs> it's not just because we're live. And it's like, but, you know, we're going to go off the podcast and go all that stuff. I said was rubbish. No, this is absolutely true. One of the things you're great at when it comes to sort of, you know, the Demozo kind of landscape and, you know, us as, you know, people who work for Demozo is on our, you know, internal channels, our internal comms channels, you know, very very regularly certainly recently as well you know obviously when you were getting married you were obviously going away and getting married that was a very important time in your life (laughs) (laughs) but but you know very very regularly you are the person because and it's you know you lead by example you know we talked about leadership before in 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 um, in the podcast as well in a previous episode of the podcast you send things to our internal comms channels which are a bit of a double whammy in terms of that side of things because it's both informative about 
a new piece of tech or a, a way in which AI is moving or a way in which the game space is moving, the tech space is moving. But it's also in report form, like it's something that's been written by a tech journalist. So it's both informative about what that piece of technology is and informative about how it's being written about and, you know, and what's I'm being so written about it. You see what I mean? <laughs> and so, and so this is the thing. So I think like that, that kind of comes down to the planning side of things as well and the preparation you're preparing us and you're also preparing yourself for how it's going to continue to be written about you see what I mean? And like, and what's coming up. And so then I try and absorb as best I can, not just what is being written about, but how it's being described and how it's being publicized. It's so important. And I think, you know, when I ran Flapjack, which was a huge PR agency, it was really big. And I said about that, that, you know, I became a bean counter and an HR person. And, mm. and I, I was not connected with communications and PR and the actual, you know, the execution of a plan mm. and a program. And when I set up Demosa, what I wanted to do was, was always be close to the front line, to be that manager that could pick up the phone and pitch to a journalist to show somebody how this is done. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I really, really do believe about leadership is that if you don't read and if you don't keep yourself informed and if you don't share what you're reading and your opinions about that and teach as you go along, then you're you're getting out of touch. And yeah. we've talked a lot about leadership on, on our podcast. Mm. And you know, I think that's one of the things that really sort of rings true when we talked about JR from Unity, yeah. when, you know, completely out of touch with his customer base and I swear down it's probably because he was never reading any kind of communications that came from developers or about developers and what their pains were and what their needs were and he probably you know it was just he just was more interested in what the Wall Street Journal was saying or Bloomberg or Reuters than what his actual customer base were thinking yeah and it's you know, it's the same for any leader you have to really stay in touch with what's what's happening right at your front door otherwise you're never going to be able to create anything of value to your exactly customer right. you're exactly right i mean i can't believe this has just sprung to mind and so i apologize to anyone who i am in any way about to offend when it comes to their preferences from a performance perspective but i know for a fact my lovely wife alice will be thrilled that i'm about to mention this you just said quite rightly that jr and i say quite rightly quite rightly in my opinion jr probably didn't read enough on you know what it was that he was putting out there and as a result you know, was a bit out of touch with the kind of personnel he's supposed to be leading. In any cast, in any cast of actors going into a project, there are leaders, self-appointed or otherwise. Like quite often it's just kind of established that, okay, they're a bit of a leader within the group and it's kind of like kind of fairly organic. And that's just sort of something I that happens. the lead actor. Yeah, like, well, they, so some, yeah, quite often it's the lead actor and the two people I'm about to mention are very much lead actors in, 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 this, in these particular projects I'm about to compare. But you know, quite often, and sometimes it's appointed like a dance captain or a movement captain or, you know, a music captain or whatever, that's fine. And they're, they're obviously given leadership roles, but very often actually it's just very organic. When it comes to these two things, I don't necessarily think they were appointed leaders. I think they're just kind of leaders within these particular casts. Someone that my wife is familiar with and has worked with before in the form of someone called Ian McKellen. When Ian McKellen was given the role of Gandalf the Grey in the Lord of the Rings trilogy of films, these extraordinary films, one imagines that he was a bit of a leader on the set, very experienced actor, very experienced person, fantastic actor. So kind of led by example in, in what he was putting out there in terms of performance, but also one imagines how he was behaving on set and what have you. Read the books cover to cover, knew them back to front, absolutely engaged with 
to the fullest extent the subject matter that he was then tasked with portraying. They put their faith in Ian McKellen playing Gallifrey Gray, and he did a fantastic job. Let's flip it over, and this is why my wife will be thrilled with what I'm about to say. In kind of the early 2000s, we sadly lost a phenomenal performer by the name of Richard Harris, who up to a certain point had been portraying the role of Dumbledore in the Harry Potter films. An actor by the name of Michael Gambon, who passed away earlier this year, took over the role of Dumbledore. His performance and portrayal of Dumbledore divides opinion amongst Harry Potter fans because it's not seen as all that true to the books themselves. And that's because he's admitted he never read them. He never ever, he never read the books. So the fans of certain fans of Harry Potter never bought his portrayal of Dumbledore. And he never read the books. And so he never really engaged properly with the people he was supposed to really be leading because the role of Dumbledore is kind of a leadership role in those films. It's a strange analogy. It's a slightly lengthy analogy, but I think it rings true with people like J.R. as well. I mean, like when it comes to being a leader, you have to you have to get down there with the people you lead, right? You have to get down there with the people you lead. We've said this before. You have to be empathetic. You have to be engaging. You have to get down in the trenches with them and learn with them as well. Obviously, be putting things out there, but you're not sending us things about this new piece of tech and then sending a follow-up going, I already knew about this, why don't you? You're <laughs> sending us it and going, I've read this, I think it's really interesting, I'm learning a lot about this, I think you guys might too. And then we go, well, yeah, heck yeah, that's really interesting as well. I think you, yeah, you just, you know, reading up, researching, always be learning. You said that on the last episode of the podcast, always be learning about things and don't be afraid. Afraid might not even be the the right word. Don't be too proud to admit that this is something you're still learning about, you know, because that then... You're so right. I mean, I happily admit I don't know anything. The older you get, the more you realise how much you don't know. When you're younger, when you're in your 20s, you think you know it all. You've got these great opinions about everything. You're, you know, very... And the older you get, the more the world seems like a bigger place with Mm. all these amazing things in it that you just can't get around to experiencing or seeing. But this is a quite a lengthy prelude to one of my predictions. Go on, yeah. We, we need to get on these predictions, don't we? Yeah, so go on, yeah. yeah this is actually good. I'm really loving it. I'm loving it. Um, background yeah. to one of the predictions. So one of my predictions for 2024 is that leadership will become increasingly important. And I'll tell you for why. There will be a proliferation of content of services of technology there'll be a as i've said it like a tsunami of content and this is we're talking about predictions from a communications perspective so bear with me i'm not talking about what will happen politics wise or anything like that so if we look at what the landscape is going to be like for communications there's just going to be so much out there that everybody is able to put out at pace now because we've got AI, because we've got all these, you know, wonderful tools, we Mm. can literally multiply the amount of stuff we're putting out there. Now we've been trained to try and put out a lot of content because we've been trying to influence the search engines, the algorithms to put our clients at the top of the Google tree. And so when somebody searches for, AI that helps games creators, they'll come up with Ludo. Don't they say AI. Will. They, they will. They will. Wow. So 
that's what we've been trained to do. We've been trained to come up with great pieces of content that are original and we can put those out quite quickly now. And everybody is getting AI to help them and to kind of put out different versions or put out summaries of the content. And so the content is becoming just everywhere, just everywhere by everybody. Now, years ago, I predicted that blogging would become a big thing and that um, vlogging would become a big thing, and it did. And now we are looking at seas of user-generated content as well as content generated by us, the content and communications professionals. So out of all of that, how are companies going to get their messages across? From my perspective, my prediction is they need to build their leadership opinion. The way everything's going, nobody's going to know what or who to trust. As we're seeing with the Palestine and um, Israeli war right now, there's an awful lot of content coming out of there that's faked. Yeah. There's faked video content. There's, and there's, so right now, people are becoming very cynical yeah. about whatever they're reading. People are becoming questioning. And I quite like that. Yeah. I have to say, I really do like that. I think that's great because it's yeah. showing a, an evolution in you know our, our trust for what we're seeing and being able to sort of really come back to what we believe and what we think. So for me, leadership is going to be critical to the success of businesses in 2024. And we as communication professionals need to work with those leaders on their vision, their values, their mission. We need to prepare them for making sure that they get that that opinion out there because nobody will be able to say this isn't original this isn't this yeah. is original this is not something that's created by ai and so so we'll we'll look to more pillars of trust yeah when we're consuming content so those pillars of trust one of those will be the leaders the leadership absolutely and we can talk about other pillars of trust but exactly. that's my big in 2024 pillars of trust and with trust comes recommendation. Mm. And that's next predictions for 2024. There we go. We're going to come into that in just a second. But I just want to pick up on something which I think is absolutely spot on as ever from you, which is that, I mean, we've even discussed quite recently on the podcast what we've deemed to be a rather exceptional example of leadership being Sam Altman at OpenAI. And I know we've spoken about OpenAI and people thinking, oh, you know, OpenAI is what AI is. And you're absolutely spot on in what you say, which is that you know, there's so much more to it than that OpenAI is merely a piece of software that uses AI machine learning to kind of, you know... No, I mean, uh, OpenAI for me is a bit different to mm. ChatGPT. Yeah. Because... Oh, OpenAI, um, sorry, yeah, created ChatGPT. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're the company. Yeah, yeah, sorry, you're absolutely spot on. But the really interesting thing is, is that I think what you're saying there, and I think you're absolutely spot on, is some people, like, not even, you know, just within the industry, but sort of within the global population, think, oh, you know, leadership is almost going to become a bit of a misnomer because AI is going to become our leader you know the, these are the ones who believe that ai is going to take over and you know they're quite defeatist about it and um, you know etc cetera, etc cetera. i think you're right though i don't think that's the case at all i think what you've just said is a move from very practical leadership now don't get me wrong sam altman at open ai is very very clever and very intelligent and what he doesn't know about ai isn't worth knowing but he's very much a thought leader he's not a practical leader sam altman is the sort of guy the sort of leader who goes out there and sort of is this brilliant thought leader, you know, thought leadership is his, his big thing, you know, like kind of opinion and that sort of thing. I think you're right. In order to, control's the wrong word, but in order to thrive alongside these advancing technologies, being a leader with a strong, well put together opinion 
then gives your employees a vision, gives your employees something to, to work behind as well. We exist in a world, you're so right. I'm going to piggyback off the back of the content point you made about this fact that there's so much content. Given enough time and given enough determination, there is enough content out there that I'm pretty sure you could have a decent stab at doing anything, right? There is stuff on YouTube, there's stuff on the internet, whereas like, you know, if you wanted to like learn how to make mints, like polos, right? And you had enough money, to buy all the equipment you needed to make mints, you could have a decent stab at making them, right? So practically speaking, you don't need a leader above you to tell you how to do your job, really, because there's enough content out there to, to tell you how to do that. What you need in a leader, as you're absolutely right in saying, and I think 2024 is going to be huge for this, as you rightly point out, you need someone up there to say, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? You know, and 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 where are we heading to? Like, where are we moving towards? Because things are moving so quickly now, I mean, it used to be that you looked at a period of five years and, and went and made predictions for a period of five years. Now, you and I could comfortably do an hour-long podcast on what the next three months are going to look like. Because, yeah. do you know what I mean? Because, you know, you, you can only predict, you can't see your hand in front of your face. You can only predict so far before things completely so pivot true. again, you know. It's a really good point. You That's know, a really, really good point. You know, things and so... It's a rapid pace, aren't they? Exactly right. So, I mean, I, th I think you're absolutely right. I think it's a really, really good point you make. And I think actually something that I think this podcast is going to sort of, you know, a hill we're going to kind of land on with this particular prediction is that AI is not, as some people with rather extreme opinions about AI, the end of leadership. AI is almost the beginning of a new wave of leadership. And we've spoken a bit before as well about the fact that some people think, oh, AI is the end of the media as we know it. Well, we've said in previous episodes of the podcast, we think it's going to start the cycle again of the moguls, you know, in a new, in a new kind of environment for the media. And again, that's, you know, trusted and we did... source. you know, exactly right. trusted source. And this is so interesting because I was listening to a program where they had an, a professor of AI and machine learning and talking about you know, the comparisons between when print first came to the fore and how print actually sparked wars, because for the first time ever, people's opinions became public and people realised that the people living next door to them didn't necessarily agree with them because it was in print and you could see it. And so so all this this happened and you can sort of see this happening with, with AI as well, this sort of next kind of level of content. So our leadership is going to be most important. And also recommendation is going to become really, really important. And in this, as you said, quite rightly, Lyle, in this ever-changing and changing at pace world, what we need is a bit of consistency. Yeah. Consistency and constancy. So, you know, whatever message our leaders land on, they need to be sure of it. And they need to be constant with it and consistent with it because that will lead to trust. Trust, recommendation, leadership. These are all going to be things that are so important in 2024 and beyond. And so I know it's coming back to very kind of basic principles, yeah. but that's almost where you have to go yeah. with the proliferation of all these, these different choices and technologies and everything else. You have to get back to basics. Basics actually can guide us very, very well and always have done it, you know, ever since, you know, the, the dawn of time. Mm. So it's encouraging people not to get too wrapped up in the detail and in the, the functionality. For example, I was asked to do some predictions for startups the other day. And I said, 
you as a startup are going to get so many tools yeah. available to you. Now, these tools technically will dem democratize things for a startup. You know, they'll be able to access the same level of technology as a, as a great big multinational corporation. Mm. And that's very tempting. But with so many tools, you can get so distracted from your core offering. You need to be very strategic. And when you select your tools, select them well stick with them and use them to the utmost don't be like oh i'll take that tool for doing this and i'll take that tool for doing this because by the time you you, you finish you'll have a stable of 50 racehorses that run all sorts of different races whether they jump or they do run on the straight or whatever and you won't be able to manage them you won't yeah. be able to get the most out of them you won't be able to train them well you have to be very careful in the, it's it's a bit like you know uh, going into the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and just eating all of the sweets because they're there and you just but you get fat and you have to bear that in mind <laughs> you know all these tools and all these great new new things and new shiny things that you can play with as a startup be careful because they can add up and you will end up like Augustus Gloop. Great great analogy. And I'm super proud of you. I feel like, you know, your ability to construct a segue having rubbed off on me has been, you know, <laughs> reciprocated by my ability to create a weird and wonderful analogy being like taken up, you've taken up the mantle and just run with it. You create far better analogies than me. That is a far better analogy than my Gambon analogy. I just wanted to get Michael Gambon in before we finished this podcast for the rest <laughs> of the year. You're absolutely right. And I think, yeah, you're so right. I think recommendations, trust and you know, like, you know, messaging and that vision is absolutely spot on. You're sort of having an opinion, having a vision is absolutely spot on for 2024. And I suppose as well, I can imagine you predict for Demozo in the new year that your recommendations are going to be that much more important for companies that you engage with them and sort of businesses you engage with at Demozo because now more than ever, you're so right. They have access to, you know, a whole buffet full of of just amazing things. So you've, you've got to kind of go, that might seem really tempting, but don't use that. That doesn't appeal to you right now but it's actually gonna be really important in in the future so i get it now while you can and but you need that that you also need to be aware of of what those tools are as as a thought leader yourself yeah there's no the interesting thing is that when people see these tools there is no magic wand uh, they think they present themselves and they sell themselves as being magic wands and they say for example I think it's Cision. i can't remember which service provider but they have now ai generated press releases and i've tried them out and I thought, okay, let's have a look at this. And I've tried them out. And honestly, these press releases are only built on the data that that, that yeah. is fed to me anyway. Yeah. But you can start to see an AI-generated press release. It smacks you straight in the face compared to a, a, mm. a press release written by a, a human being. That, you know, And to be honest, some bits are good. And yeah. better than a human being will write. And some bits are just very like, oh my God, that is so written in AI. Mm. So these tools, don't rely on them. Make sure that you are the master of those tools yeah. and make sure that you understand you're going to have to put your time into them. There is no magic wand. And it's interesting, just from a PR perspective, we are bombarded with, with tool providers all the time saying, Use this distribution tool. Use this tool. We, we, we can do more for you and we can deliver more stuff to, to journalists. Do you know what delivers to journalists? is picking up the phone, understanding what they're writing and saying, hey, I've seen you write about this, 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 this and this. You're going to like this because it's right up your street. 
Absolutely right. It's a tool that you need to be using to talk to journalists. Your mouth, your hands, you know, it's not going to happen. Things do not just land on your lap because you use the right tool. Yeah. It's what's happening up here. Now, there are predictions, long-term predictions that, you know, the, the AI will start thinking for itself. And I heard this great example from one of the things I listened to the other day of this professor saying, so AI could be given tasks with solving a problem of there's too much carbon in the air or carbon dioxide in the air. Or there's too many, too many pollutants in the air, let's mm-hmm. say. And the solution that the AI may come up with was would be, well, human beings are creating all that pollution. So let's just get rid of human beings. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. You see? yeah. So you have to control these tools. That's why you're starting to see the politicians getting a little bit worried and people yeah. like Sam Altman being great thought, thought leaders on AI. Because AI is, if, it, if you're making it a decision making tool, it could come to those decisions. So, because it's logical, it's based on the data that it is fed. So, you know, nothing is without consequences. And so, you know, if you're going to go down the tool driven route, just bear in mind that you might not get everything you think you're going to get out of it. Exactly right. And the key word here, as we've said many times, is the word tool right now, you know, in its earliest iterations of the word tool, hundreds of years old is the word tool, thousands of years old even is the word tool, insofar as it's something you use to do something, (laughs) right? So there is a disconnect. If you don't have contact with the tool, it can't just do things for you. Now, increasingly, that's not the case because you don't have to have, I don't have to have contact with my phone for it to do something for me anymore. I can just speak to it I can ask it to search something for me and it will do it. So contact is becoming more digital. It's becoming less handheld and that's fine because technology is moving on. But you're absolutely right. In its most basic iteration, understand the word tool as being exactly what its dictionary definition is. You use it to do something. So don't get AI to do it all for you, right? Certainly not right now. I mean, I've I've used, you know, chat GPT in the past, like amongst friends, but also, you know, for, for bits and pieces of work, not just with most of other people, to kind of give me a bit of a framework for something. And then I've imbued it, if that's the word, with my own kind of personality and what my own skill sets are. You know, I don't feel dirty doing that. It's how it's kind of helping with how time consuming certain things can be. If I need a structure for something and I'm running out of time for my theatre company, whatever else it is, I will get it to build one for me, and then I'll go, right. And like you rightly say, that looks good, so I'll just tweak that a bit. That's not for me at all. I'll completely get rid of that and write my own thing. And I think you're so right. You know, we people need to realise what these things are, because, yeah, these predictions, these long-term predictions, are, you know, scary to some, but they're only going to come to fruition if people just decide that they're going to try it out by letting it do it things in their entirety, when actually they're not using them to kind of like, you know, sort of build their own profile and, and, and imbuing their personality into these things. And I think you're absolutely spot on. With that in mind, as we bring this episode to a close, do we think AI is something we will be using for the podcast in 2024? Do we think, what what new technologies do you think we'll be using for the podcast as we head into 2024? Well, we've already been talking about playing with TikTok and... Which we will be. And- and stuff like and putting sort of little shorts out about what what we're doing with the podcast 
another thing I love about this podcast is that, you know, we're always learning new things on the podcast and we're learning how to play with the podcast and Absolutely. promote the podcast. Will AI be using podcasts? For podcast distribution, 100% yes, it will be. And promotion, it will be, obviously. Interestingly, you might find, you might find people using AI when they're in difficulty to being able to present things themselves to do their podcasts for them. And I'll give you a great example. Imran Khan is in, in Pakistan, the ex-Prime Minister of Pakistan. Yeah. He's he's in prison. I yeah. actually knew Imran years ago when he was a Sussex County cricketer. Yeah, because he's a cricket player, uh, wasn't he? Yeah, famously. Oh, that's extraordinary. I didn't know you knew Imran. Yeah, yeah, he's fantastic. We were friends and I used to look after his girlfriends, the many girlfriends that he had. Sure. <laughs> they came <laughs> to the party ground. Um, <laughs> Imran, unfortunately, is in prison right now for leaking secrets i think i can't yeah. remember what he was away for but it's yeah. all very wild but what he's done is he's used ai to replicate his voice and he's he's written stuff from his prison cell he's not allowed to broadcast from his prison cell and so he's used ai to replicate his voice and from his writings and to be able to to basically speak to his public's via AI from having just scripted something that he's written himself. And apparently I haven't heard it because, and even if I did, I wouldn't be able to understand it because I don't speak that language, but apparently it sounds just like him. It's rhetoric is just like him. So I do think along the lines, we might yet see AI coming to people who want and cannot broadcast. You might see famous prisoners and stuff like that. People in faraway places um, yeah. who have forward signals. I don't know. So yeah, I I do think AI will it'll affect everything. Technology. If we just think about electricity, we had a power outage the other day in the street, and everybody was just like, oh, panic, literally panic, yeah. especially amongst the youngsters, and they'd never ever had a power cut before. They thought that it was Armageddon. No. <laughs> Because the street lights went black, everything went black. And remember, we're in a very twinkly phase at the moment with all the yeah, Christmas lights. of course. Everything went black in the street. Now, some of us old crusties lived in the era of power being rationed. And, that you know, we, we had power cuts three or four times a week and we got used to it. And we got used to not having electricity. So do I panic when a power no. cut happens? No, it's I've quite got, relaxing, you know, I imagine. Put some candles on, you know, just like it's actually quite lovely. But anyway, <laughs> and I had my my neighbor's daughter, one of my bridesmaids, all her phone up and go, Jackie, I'm st- I don't know what to do. I'm in the house and everything's gone dark. And I'm like, don't worry about it. It's fine. She's like, no, no, you don't understand. I said, honestly, Orla, please, please don't panic. And she's like, but I was reading Woman in Black and all the lights went out. Oh, that is quite scary, to be fair. In fairness to her, you know, <laughs> like, if she was ringing you up and going, oh, I was on my laptop chatting to my mates and then everything went 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 dark. I'd be like, well, yeah, like, guess what? They're going to get it back on imminently. But the fact that she was reading a scary book and then the lights went out. Yeah, you're absolutely spot on. You're, you're so, so right. Take, we, take, we take this for granted. Electricity yeah. is a technology. Yeah. You know, the internet, well, how we're talking right now over Zoom, it's all technology. AI is a technology. We will start to take all for granted. We're, we're actually in that lovely time. And you, I mean... You know, in many ways, I, I envy you because you're living in a time of huge technological change. 
And so when you're my age, you'll be saying, oh, yes, I remember when everybody was all worried about AI and, you know, through it, we're still here. And that will be the case. You know, I remember that the year 2000, everybody thought that when the clocks turned over in the year 2000, nuclear bombs would set off. Y2K. It was very famously, yeah, it was the, it was a very famous conspiracy theory. You're absolutely spot on. I mean, I think, you know, going back to what you said about sort of AI getting involved in podcasting, I mean, we had a number one single. History was made in more ways than one. We had a number one single. The Beatles released a song called Now and Then. And John Lennon's voice was artificially produced by McCartney and Ringo Starr. And it sounded like John Lennon. And I yeah. love the song. It's fantastic. I mean, I think you're absolutely right. You know, we exist in a world now. I don't know what, I don't know how I'd feel. I think I'd love, I think it would be quite flattering if someone decided to AI my voice. I think that'd be, I'd, in a split second I'd heard it, I think I'd be a bit, I'd be a bit taken aback. And I'd be like, oh, wow, yeah, so... AI is using my voice. That's very, that's very lovely. Thank you very much. But yeah, I mean, you're so right. It's, it's one of those things where I think we've spoken a lot about it in, in this podcast, uh, obviously this episode, but also, you know, in previous episodes of the podcast, I'm very much of the opinion that it's inevitable. You know, there's an inevitability about the fact that this technology is going to become more and more part of our life. And, you know, we always plan, well, I say we always plan, we don't plan our podcast episodes we like to just have a chat and things but you know in my head I was like you know we're going to do some predictions and AI is going to be involved in our predictions episode but I don't want to make it all about AI the world is going to become mostly about AI it's this huge thing you know it's, it's getting involved in everything you know without even realizing overnight your phone will have some sort of new AI technology within it because updates can be sent across digitally by you know mobile service providers and before you know it without even meaning to you have access to this new AI technology all of a sudden on your laptop you know, televisions use AI now. You know, you don't you don't have to have satellite dishes anymore. Cars are going to have AI. You know, we're we're months away, I imagine, from that crazy Tesla tank, whatever he's created. You know, having AI functionality. If you don't embrace it, and I know that's a word that's used a lot. If you don't embrace it and go right, how can I use this to better myself and to better my own professional practices and my own personal life? Then. Left behind is not the phrase, don't get me wrong. I don't mind people sort of, you know, having a certain opinion on AI. You're not going to get left behind, but you're not going to have access to these incredible things and these incredible opportunities. And I think it is time to kind of go, right, what is next? And also, and an extra point is, is that if you don't start to embrace these things, then the danger of it doing what you fear it will do becomes greater because you're not engaging with it. You're not being the master of it you're not controlling it you're kind of just letting it do its thing so get involved with it learn about it learn what you can do with it that's my prediction for 2024 is that you know within about a week of 2024 some business somewhere some ai software developer is going to turn around and go 2024 is going to be no different to 2023 it's just going to be bigger and better here's this new ai thing we've designed that's going to build houses for you like this is the machine that's going to build a house in th- three that's obviously a ridiculous. That's that's not an accurate prediction. But I've, I'm emphasizing to make a point. I'm exaggerating to make a point. You know, within a couple of weeks of 2024, a software developer is going to turn around and go, "We've got this new thing." There will be something new with AI within days of 2024, and that's going to then be a trend for the remainder of the year, as it has been this year. Get on board. Get on. Get on the ship. Get on the ship and sail because it's 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 exciting stuff, you know, and it's fun. If I look at one of our clients, Pete Pro, they have incredible. AI software, which helps prevent post-operative delirium. Now, I didn't even know what post-operative delirium was, but now I do. And it's apparently 
incredibly common and I've suffered from it and I didn't even realize that I'd had it mm. but the problem with post-operative delirium it is what it says on the tin if you've had an operation you come out you literally get a delirium it's it can lead to Alzheimer's and dementia and it increases your chance of getting those conditions by 16 times wow so I didn't can, know that. Oh, post-operative delirium you lessen times of people staying in hospital for starters so you wow. You be, you're be, increase productivity you obviously help the person who would suffer that and you make medical professionals a lot more confident in what they're doing so for example with this ai it helps anesthetist i can never say that word choose which anesthetic to use on a patient based on their their makeup their you know and everything else but before ai that wasn't possible to do so AI is, is, and it's generative and it's learning. And mm. so there's an awful lot. And I'm seeing so much good work being done with AI in healthcare, um, in engineering. It is here. You're right, Lyle. We just need to embrace it, use it for good if we can. And for those who want to use it for bad, every bad, you know, bad people will use technology for bad purposes. It happens now. Yeah. And it continue to happen. And it's how savvy we are from the early stage. And let's hope that, you know, we've seen it go wrong before and we have people who can be elevated to make sure that the, the bad people are rooted out more quickly because bad will happen. Of course it will happen. But we should be cognizant of that. We should be planning for it. Yes. We should be prepared for it. And hopefully that will be the case. I'm going to make less a prediction more a hope of mine and i hope it then does lead to being kind of a prediction and then ultimately a prediction that comes to fruition as it were which is that i mean that's the first i've heard of that uh and pipra sound like a fantastic company i know they're a demozo client but I'm, i don't work on pipra as, as in my work at demozo but i'd like to now based on that i mean it sounds like yeah, they're fantastic they're, they are really cool i would like to see in 2024 the direction of travel when it comes to coverage of these things shift ever so slightly i've heard and I kind of keep up to speed on this, both in my work with Demosa and also because it's personal preference of mine. I've heard no end of stories about the fact that, like you, you know, your scientist is alleged to have said in the years to come, if AI deems that human beings are surplus to requirements because of you know the pollutants in the air, we may just have to get rid of them. Stories like that circulate almost daily now. In fact, definitely daily about the fact that you they're know, sort of slightly scaremongery sort of coverage of, of of ai i love hearing stories like that about the fact that ai is in hospitals ai is you know in civil situations ai is being used you know in body cameras ai is being used in traffic cameras although you know i have my own things with you know traffic enforcement recently and that's another story for another podcast uh, new year's resolution of mine is to not get involved in as many bloody traffic and parking violations in my local council but that's another matter entirely but you know ai being used in things that actually matter you know like you know really matter and you know lots of things matter you know writing matters content creation obviously matters when it comes to a particular industry but you know medically speaking you know in gps in hospitals you know in the medical care of human beings to sort of extend people's lives and, and have better quality of life my prediction, and I'm going to call it a prediction now, actually, I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to land on this, is that coverage of this will hopefully become more, sounds like a really basic word, more positive about the fact that, you know, the, the, the good things that are being done with AI as, as the technology advances. And I may even endeavour, and this is a prediction to finish this episode on, with your permission and with your help and cooperation, I may endeavour to try and use some in one episode we do in 2024. Let's see. 
let's just do a live use of AI on a podcast. Let's just see how we get on. We'll get Tom from Ludo on and we'll, and we'll do some fun stuff on the Ludo platform or, or whatever else we, we can, we can do. But yeah, my, one of my hopes is, is that coverage becomes more, you know, look, we, we got a, I think we said before in podcasts, when the internet first became a thing, there was all sorts of things. I mean, Y2K was a huge kind of internet kind of conspiracy theory, wasn't it? It was like, we've, we've had the internet for a few years now and it's all going to spontaneously combust and blah, 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 blah. Obviously didn't happen. And now we couldn't be without the internet. And the internet's this extraordinary thing. Don't get me wrong, there are still really bad things and people use technology in bad ways, like you've rightly said. But the internet is, you know, more often than not, you know, held up high as this extraordinary feat of technology. We're not far away yeah. from that, I'm sure, with AI. So, so I hope that. Predictions, listeners, for the podcast are that we're just going to keep bringing you them. We can't wait to keep bringing you them every week. We're going to keep bringing you brilliant guests. Jackie and I are really, really excited to be heading to 2024. We're not slowing down. If anything, we're doing the complete opposite of that. We cannot wait to bring you so much more content. I know we've said content's everywhere, but if you can't beat them, join them. And we're going to join them by bringing you loads of content from the rest of PR. <laughs> and um, watch this space as well, because there will also be, as we mentioned in our last episode of the podcast, as we head into 2024, some really exciting things going on with our spin-off podcast, The Rest is Alcohol, which we were really excited to have a chat about very recently. And we hope you had a chance to have a look at that and listen to that teaser as well uh, with all things The Rest is Alcohol. We're going to be on TikTok, we all sorts of social channels. We cannot wait. But Jackie, yes. before we bring this episode to an end, I'm going to ask a slightly tenuous question here. Same time in about three weeks, actually, but next week when it comes to the podcast magic space what do you reckon meeting again till we meet again Lyle. till we meet again i'll tell you what that might even be a better way to end podcast by it till we meet again well yeah I, I cannot wait for that listeners we hope you had a wonderful new year celebration we also hope you had a wonderful christmas if you're only just catching us now after our christmas episodes t's and c's as ever listeners info at demozo.com info at the rest is pr.com if you want to get in touch with us to be on the podcast or with a topic you'd like us to discuss we will accept both of those with open arms you can also head to both of those websites demozo.com for all things demozo the rest is pr.com for all things the podcast we'll also in all likelihood have a the rest is alcohol website as well so keep an eye on that because we're busy developing that and that's gonna be really exciting as well with all sorts of resources for people involved in in, in those experiences if you'd like to get in touch with us on twitter x formerly twitter you can follow us at the rest is pr capital t capital r capital i capital pr and you can also message jackie or myself on linkedin we will obviously always respond to messages on linkedin when it comes to the podcast but in the meantime listeners thank you so much for joining us as we head into 2024 with our predictions for 2024 i think we mentioned ai a few times you be the judge <laughs> but thank you so much for joining us on this latest episode from jackie and myself we hope you had a wonderful new year Bring on the next 12 months. It's bye for now.